Welcome to the Talking People and Technology podcast. I'm Jared Cameron. I'm joined at the ATC conference today by David Gazzarotto. How are you doing, Dave? Good, mate. We are indeed the Hamish and Andy of HR Technology. We are. During the, we've got no break going on at the moment. Everyone's in session, so it's very quiet here, isn't it? It is. Yeah, absolutely. We better get a guest in there to help us. Yeah, we better. So we've got John Boker. Did I pronounce that right, John? Balker. Balker. There yeah. we go. Got to get that right. From Roy Hill joining us today. And you're a delegate at the conference this week, aren't you? I am, yes. Yep. Yeah. And over from Perth, you're telling us before? Yes, from sunny Perth. Pretty much the heartland for mining and mining people. It is indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've certainly been... Um, Bolstering up the country for, for many years now with our mining uh, yeah. exports. Yeah. Tell, tell us, what do you do at Roy Hill? So my role at Roy Hill is uh, heading up recruitment for the, for, the, uh, for the business. And Roy Hill recently has gone from a, a construction phase into production phase. So we're about a year and a half into a 20-year life of mine. It's mm. uh, amazing, ca- isn't it? 20 years, I mean. It's, exactly, <laughs> it's yeah. Scary. It's, it's kind of it's weird to think about. You've got a finite future ahead of you. But, um, yeah. but yeah, we've got a, a big ramp up on the, on the go at the moment. So we're actively looking to hire another 700 people to get to our... 22,000 uh, or 2,200 employee yeah. wow. level. So this that isn't is your average recruitment gig where you're sitting there waiting for a vacancy to fall and no, you kind of... Yeah, vacancies you know, are coming at us thick and fast all the time. It's a pretty strategic role then. Yeah, yeah. Look, they, we, we, have to, we have to think of the now, but we have to think of the future as well mm. Um, mm. because uh, once we get to our 2,200 employees, we have to obviously maintain those levels um, yeah. and, and recruit to turnover. Yeah. Mm. So you've actually got to do 50% growth. Because if you must be around 1,500 now, yep. up to 22, yep, I mean, that's massive. That's, a, that's, that's insane numbers, isn't it? You know, yeah. What's your time frame for trying to grow that kind of speed? Uh, time frame changes depending on uh, which day it is of the week. But <laughs> uh, you know, we're looking at um, certainly in the next 12 to 18 months, we need to hit those levels. Wow. Okay. okay. So probably a really great conference for you to be at then around uh, how, do we, how do we really look at talent management differently? Absolutely. I mean, I'm sort of interested. What's your view on what do you, what do you sort of, how do you feel? What do you think talent management really is? Yeah, look, to me, uh, talent management's kind of, I break it down into, into the acquisition um, of, of talent and then the, the management of talent through their career, through the organisation. So, you know, one, one is purely looking at the, uh, the acquiring and hiring and the selection uh, process and, and getting a fit for, for your culture and environment. Um, and the other is then, you know, once you had that talent, the retention aspects, the leadership development, how you progress them through um, uh, the organisation, how they develop their own skill sets mm. through, the, through the company. I mean, I imagine sort of the onboarding, the cultural elements of the growth that you're about to go through are going to become really central. You know, yep. you're going to have suddenly these huge new, te- new teams. I guess you're going to have new leaders, maybe yep. new business units. I don't know. It's... Yeah, absolutely. Look, and uh, we're, we're currently going through that process at the moment mm. where um, – uh, essentially, we've gone from a construction uh, model uh, to a production model, and, and the two cultures are very, uh, mm. very different. Mm. Um, one is a, sort of a, a short-term, you know, do-it-now, action-orientated kind of construction, make it or break it sort of process. Yeah. And the other is, um, you know, how do we then uh, get employees that are going to maintain, stay, stay with us for the for the long haul, yeah. and, uh, mm. and and consistently produce for us. Yeah, and focus on efficiencies and, I guess, this continuous improvement mindset that tends to be in that phase of the journey. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So what, what – um, uh, is there a transition of the entire workforce at that point? So we, we talk about going from, um, what we say, 1,500 to 2,200. Is it actually like you're, you're rolling off 1,200 and hiring 1,000? 
or is there is, uh, is there a transition from roles that are in the construction phase into the operational phase? Yeah, look, a lot of the construction uh, workers actually only work for for that for that construction project, um, and they yep. and they're usually engaged by another employer, yep. and then they come in and construct it and move on mm. to other mm. projects. But there is a core. A uh, set of Roy Hill employees that have um, been with us through the construction phase mm-hmm. and are now through production, and yep. and look, some some do move on because they enjoy that sort of fast-paced uh, construction kind of environment. Mm. Um, others, you know, want, want to stick with us for the long haul and, and see it through. Mm. You know, maybe the first few years of production. Yep. Yeah. So, what? Uh, where are the locations that you're dealing with? So locations, fairly simple location. Yep. We've got uh, a main head office in uh, in Perth, mm-hmm. uh, near the international airport. We've got a big operations centre there, and yep. that that sits about four hundred people mm-hmm. uh, in the corporate office. Then we've got uh, two other main locations. One is our mine site, mm-hmm. um, where obviously the majority of the mm-hmm. the employees are based, fly in, fly out operation. And yep. the others is um, up in Port Hedland. We've got a port and rail facility up right. there. Yep. yep. Right. So you kind of got that <coughs> that whole supply chain piece that you cover yep, off the whole uh, mine to mine to port facility sophisticated yep. mining companies tend to need yep exactly so how are you doing it i mean you've got all these people you got to go out and find you know what are some of the ways that you're going about attraction and finding these these highly skilled workers yeah yeah look it's a it's a good question and look we're, we're certainly still kind of figuring that out but we we have in our mind what, what we're aiming to achieve is is a bit of a, a cross-section of of sourcing candidates for um for raw hill and then that is um uh, seeking out experienced uh, mining people that can come in and hit the ground running, uh, but it's also giving opportunities to people that have never worked in mining before, yeah. mm. um, and people uh, where we can employ what we call greenies into into the mining industry and mm. and give them the skills and the, the training to to um, build a career in mining from from scratch. Um, so, and then also we've got to look at uh, in the future, you know, our graduates and apprenticeship programs, um, and how we uh, can attract, uh, you know, the, the talent of the future. And is it, you know, seven hundred job ads, or is it are you, are you doing something different in that space? You know, I mean, it's I just sort of imagine I was looking at some stats yesterday about the average number of applicants for a role, and I mean, there's a real wide berth there, but. Even if you only had ten, you've still got seven thousand people to look at, right? So, you yeah. know, what are you what are you doing to try and get through that challenge? Yeah, what we're looking at at the moment is um, we do rely a lot on job ads, um, and we put through a lot of people through uh, our assessment centres. But mm. what we're looking at at the moment, um, and, we, and we're just about to engage in that, is, is I guess a talent community um, yep. technology and platform, mm. um, and that will allow us to kind of curate our own talent um, and help us to better pipeline those people. Mm. Um, so. Hopefully that will allow us to um, rely less on um, job advertisements um, mm. and, and focus more on uh, assessing talent within our own community. We've got, we got no major issues around uh, attraction of yep. people through our brand. Great. Uh, in WA and across the mining sector, we're fairly well known. Mm. Um, but it's more about trying to get those people through um, our various you know, assessment channels and, mm. and actively employed. And it's that, I think the talent community's concepts are great. I think technology's been a real enabler to <coughs> take that up a level. I'm probably interested in a couple of angles on that. One is um, largely blue-collar workforce, safe to say. Yep. Do you find that there are challenges with engaging that type of workforce with, I guess, the digitalized or digitized um, in, in candidate engagement and community experience? Yeah, I think we're going to find that out pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, but but our hunch from speaking to people mm. is that um, they're pretty actively engaged mm. in that mm. sort of thing. Everyone's got smartphones these yeah. days. Mm. And in particular, the blue-collar workers, that's mm. what they kind of live on. Um, 
you know, they don't uh, necessarily have access to PCs and laptops yeah, and those the sorts of things. Lot, they? So, yeah, they're yeah. on the road. So they're, mm. they're used to app technologies. They're used to, um, you know, Facebook and Skype and all the different other technologies you use on, on, a, on a smartphone. Yeah. So yeah, cool. we, we think via text messaging and, and via, um, you know, mm. smartphone interaction, we'll be able to uh, attract those people. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, completely agree. I think actually there's certain industries where we've even been surprised ourselves with customers we're working mm. with where we've asked that question and they've said, you know what, all of our customers are smartphone users, all of our staff are smartphone users. You know, it's now it's the given, right? It's the, yeah. It is the norm now. Mm. So I think, you know, it would really, be really interesting to hear how that goes for you and, you know, what level of success you get with it. And it's not, not the easiest thing to roll out a completely sort of different style of attraction strategy, isn't it? No, that's right, and because we're also looking at uh, other aspects as well to help us get through the volume, and and that's yeah. um, you know incorporating uh, more video interview technology mm, and more yeah. uh, upfront assessment technology to be able to, um, to to better assess people for for values fit into our organisations. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what sort of responses we get from particularly the blue collar workers to those sorts of um, technologies as well. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of opportunity there. You, you're, I guess you're um, you have to. Uh, technology has, has shifted so fast, and these new technologies have become available very quickly. Yeah, uh, your, your sort of organisation that is just prime to be able to take advantage of that. It's almost like there's a new era for you to <clears throat> to be able to use technology to do things that were probably mission impossible five years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, um, I sort of when I think about the mining sector, I, health and safety is the first thing that comes glaringly into my brain. Um, What's an induction process like for someone joining Roy Hill? You know, they're going to have to go out onto a mine site. They're maybe going to be working in extreme conditions, probably with quite dangerous equipment. You know, what, how, how do you get around making sure people have got a good health and safety mindset and are ready for that? Yeah. Um, one of the things we do up front is we do try and assess people on safety. So we've got, yeah. um, we use various safety assessments uh, to, to give us an indication of that early on in the process. Um, but our induction process is is really um, rigorous. Um, mm. We've got a fantastic uh, training and, and development team, um, and quite a large team. It needs to be a large team for a large workforce. Yeah. So they they undertake um, uh, initially uh, corporate inductions to start off with, um, and then everyone that's going to site will go to site and do at least a couple of days worth of um, site based inductions, just so that they're very familiar with. Um, operations of the site, um, mm. the facilities, uh, the locations of those things, and also where they can and can't go, because uh, there's various um, areas in our site that, you know, yeah. obviously are... no-go zones. Exactly. Yeah. Where yeah. the explosives are kept. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I sort of wonder, you're talking about the, um, the rigorous testing you do around health and safety. Is, is that around trying to understand whether people make smart choices, or is, is it around you've got a certification in how to use this machinery, or is it more around you've got the right mindset? to operate safely. Yeah, I think it's definitely mindset. Um, you know, you, you, you've got to have a... Um, well, you know, uh, statistics will show you that you, you should have a good mindset, a good natural mm. inclination towards yeah. acting in a, and behaving in a safe... It's and, kind of and your base decision-making, isn't it? And some of that's values, exactly. some of that's the environment you've grown up in. Common sense, but also, yeah, your environment you've grown, mm. up, to, grown up in as well. Um, but, you know, there, there's, um, there's also... Um, I guess different um, types of backgrounds that people come from that we need to also um, yeah, respect interpret and respect yeah. where they've come from that they may not have come from a certain environment that is always sort of well, well it might be different yeah. to other environments and you have to well. give them a bit more help to get to the level that you need them to that perhaps yeah. some other people are more naturally at exactly just yeah. uh, I guess that leads me to another question the um, is is it are you able to staff this pro this um, 
organisation largely from locals, so locals being Australian, I guess, yep. and even West Australians. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have um, many people on, yep. on visas at all yeah. working in our organisation, so um, a huge percentage of our workforce are uh, Australians. Yep. Uh, we do have some people that are actually from New Zealand. Um, it's yeah, good right. It's a, it's so a touchy be, subject or not. But that'd be the uh, lower end of your workforce. Oh, yeah, to, get off. The less skilled end, I would have thought. You, you mean the ones that do all the work? Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, um, they, they do operate on a fly and fly basis, some of them from New Zealand, yep. interestingly. But, yeah, we've, yep. got, we've got people from uh, all over the country. Mm. That, that, um, and uh, our rosters are actually not only family-friendly rosters, but um, mm. we do attract a lot of people from the East Coast. Um, right. Because of the type of rosters that we have. Mm. Um and they, uh, they come over and, and, and work uh, in WA and then fly back home. Yep. So, yeah. And what's the um, – does that have an impact on tenures? I mean, you're talking about trying to get this workforce now for a 20-year 20, 20 stint. Yeah. Um, the, is, is it typical that people don't, aren't able to sustain that lifestyle? Pace, yeah. Yeah, it, it is a difficult environment. Um, yeah. And certainly it's one that we're, we're grappling with. Um, we, we're thinking about it constantly, um, you know, how we can improve um, not only – Rosters, but um, support to people that are in the organisation to stay long term. Mm. Um, certainly, uh, you know, turnover is high in any FIFO operation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess we're, we're trying to look outside the, uh, the square, so to speak, in mm. relation to, to finding people that could potentially fit that environment. We're also very, um, very focused on um, getting uh, referrals and getting family and, and, yep. and, and sort of potentially husband and wives yeah. Uh, yeah. opportunities they to work together interested in doing it. Yeah. on the same roster. Yeah, they, you know, the kids have perhaps moved out of home and, mm. and they just mm. want to get uh, maybe um, a bit of extra income uh, yep. for retirement. Um, so we've got a, a lot of um, couples yeah. that are working uh, on site. Interesting. Do you, do you look at the conditions of, um, you know, I had a friend that was um, an engineer and he was flying in and out to, of Papua New Guinea and he talked to me a lot about the conditions of what it was like to work in PNG and sounded pretty pretty crazy to be honest. But um, have you you know what are some of the things that you do to try and make it an attractive proposition for someone that's going to be spending a week or two weeks you know at a mine site? What are some of the things that are done to try and you know, help make that appealing? I'm just sort of thinking, other yeah. than the money, what yeah. other sort of bring what brings people in? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, look, money's certainly a, a big player in, in the industry, yeah. mm. um, and it's something that that we don't pretend to sort of um, try and compete against the the bigger players. Um, so we, we try other ways. We try um, you know cultural ways and 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 trying to, to recruit people that are going to um, fit well with each other mm. and and uh, socialise with each other. Um, we've got a, a fantastic new. Uh, Mindsight village um, that people enjoy. They've mm-hmm. got uh, swimming pools and tennis courts and indoor cricket facilities oh, yeah. and movie cinemas right. and gyms and you know you name it. You know they've got everything there. So- sounds yeah. like the Google campus. Yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. pretty much uh, Google on uh, on a mindsite yeah. uh, with a lot of red dirt. So uh, um, you know they've got a pretty good uh, pretty good environment up there. But yeah. they work hard. They they, yeah, they work yeah, sure. twelve and a half hour days, yeah. um, and you know a lot of them work night shifts as well. Mm, um, mm. So you know you, you've got to look after those those employees. Mm. So um, uh, why don't you give us the pitch as to why someone would want to come and work for Roy Hill? Uh, oh, look, the pitch is pretty easy. Look, we're just looking for, I mean, you can look at our careers page. We're just looking for real people, yep. uh, people that um, that really want to make a difference, mm-hmm. um, people that, um, you know, w- want to do hard work um, yep. and want to get paid fairly for it and want to work on a, um, in a company that is very um, innovative and, and yeah. sort of up there from a technology perspective. Yep. Um, we're a little bit... 
kind of, you know, um, reserved in coming forward about what we are achieving from a technology perspective. Mm. Um, we're not out and, you know, uh, demonstrating it a lot in the, in the public arena, but certainly, um, you know, if you look at our operations centre in Perth, if you look at what we're doing around technology innovation and automation, mm. um, it's exciting stuff and yep. um, people have the opportunity to, uh, to be part of that. It's kind of a real world t- sort of experience. I think there's, no, there's kind of nothing, it's almost nothing more Aussie than stamping your boots in the red dust and, you know, yeah, and helping exactly. to keep the, the, this great industry that's yeah. in the backbone of the country going. And, and the other thing as well is we encourage our employees to come up with ideas. Um, yep. and, and, you know, you could, be a, you could be driving a truck and you could come up with a, mm. a pretty unique idea. I think, uh, I'm not sure who came up with it, but someone came up with the idea of um, robots uh, refueling trucks and yeah. truck drivers not having to get out of their truck to refuel. So we've got... Robots that, That's cool. that fill up our trucks now. So really, um, how about that? That's fantastic. Yeah. So, so you know, we're we're very uh, open to uh, mm. to new concepts, new ideas. We'll we'll run with it, and mm. no idea is a silly idea in 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 our um, business because you know we we can only um, mine a certain amount of um, you know minerals out of the ground. So mm. we've got um, you know set capacity. So we need to look at. Um, Innovation and, and improvement to uh, to reduce our bottom line, yeah. or to, to improve our bottom line. Yeah, sure. Oh, that was Very cool. Fantastic, John. You've really given us a good insight into what's happening at Royal Hill. And if uh, we had any listeners that wanted to investigate more, would you direct them to your Facebook page, to your website? Where would, you, where would they go? Yeah, look, two main pages that we're um, looking at at the moment is our own Roy Hill uh, company page. It's uh-huh. a, a good career section on there with a lot of information around um, not only FIFO but the types of opportunities we've got currently now. Um, but also our LinkedIn page. Uh, right. We've just revamped our, uh, our LinkedIn life page um, with some video content, um, a day in, lo- day in the life of a truck operator and some other information on uh, fly and fly out operations. Oh, great. great. Well, there you go. So if you're interested, head to LinkedIn, head to the website, check it out, watch some of the videos. Yeah. Thanks for your time, John. Great. That was really, really interesting. It was great chatting to you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Cheers.